Alright, it's week 19 on a Friday. A uh, point, a side point to note is that uh, every time I try to put it into words, into verbal, uh, my kind of thoughts, uh, essentially I meant uh, if I think my thoughts out loud, that means I speak verbally on the thoughts I have, I tend to remember those things better. One example is, whenever I start an audit journal, I'll mention the number of days that I've done this for this specific exercise or experiment. So take for example again, this running audio journal. I talked about that being the, the 90th week on a Friday. And there I go, I remember the exact date. If I have to just think about it, I probably have forgotten about it. So it's a good thing I put my words into verbal and I'll keep it in my thoughts. So I have this habit of doing audio journal every single time I run. And today, like I said, it was week 19 and it has been really good. My timing for today is... Uh, I'm kind of satisfied uh, not being able to run for about five days. Uh, I maintain my fitness, although I could push myself a bit more. The thing is, I thought I would be doing better today because I focused a lot on my running itself. I just read about this, uh, just listened to this um, YouTube video about us humans spend 95% of our days in our subconscious thoughts. Just listen to this. Only 5% of our time spent is in our consciousness. We are only essentially awoken only for 5% of our time. A walking is a heavy word. I mean, we can just get out of bed and rent our daily things until we go to bed at night again. Essentially, this period of time is called being awake. But my point of being awoken or being awake is the fact that we only spend 5% of that time running through certain thoughts of our mind with a conscious effort to change ourselves or change the perspective of the world. We leave 95% of our time to our natural way of doing things, natural way, or anything about um, us doing things without us consciously putting effort to think about it. Say, for example, brushing our teeth. Say, for example, walking to a destination, walking to your home. You naturally figured out a way to do all these actions without putting in much effort on your brain. So our cognitive functions of our brain is only used 5% of our time. I, did this, I mean, many of the statistics are inaccurate. It, it might sound a bit preposterous. Uh, Am I pronouncing it properly? Pro, Preposterous, preposterous, preposterous.
Yeah, I think it's preposterous. Not preposterous. Preposterous. Yeah, many of these uh, statistics is a bit extreme. In other words, ah, uh, but I like to think so that it actually happened. So how we how we are brought out about this whole debate of nurture and nature, that many of our environments shape us into who we are today. And we are, are going to call that nurturing. And by meaning of nature, brought up in a way of nature, is based on genetics from our parents and our grandparents, and so on and so forth. So genetic, genet, genetically processed. Uh, I, I let's not delve into those big words, right? So it's all about genes now. So um, essentially, I believe personally. I believe that we are shaped by nature, and we are affected by the genes that derive from our parents, right? But I believe, through my personal experiences, that environment is mostly in effect that causes you to become who you are today. Just put a, my myself as a perspective that、uh, I'm brought up by a humble family. My father is a hard worker, a labor worker in the past. He has this. He has started his own business, having fruit stalls, inherited from my grandmother. Right. Well, I was too young to really figure out whether he has the business.、Um, Um, whether he has the business instincts, or whether he is good at it,、um, but eventually it folded. So my mother was helping my father at a point of time. So both of them are now kind of semi-retired. My father is driving his taxi for almost twenty plus years. My mother is a cashier at a supermarket. So they are not doing very labor-intensive stuff, God forbid, because they are they are kind of old. They are almost they are both about seventies already. So what I'm bringing this up is I know the background of my family since I'm brought up in this background, that they are both very humble、uh, people,、uh, just trying their best to raise up three kids, and hope and hopefully you know. They brought out good kids, so I like to think that、uh, I'm I've been brought out a correct way. But when I think more about it, I actually wanted to be even better, and I hope that I can always be brought out in a better environment. But I'm not denouncing or I'm not trying to say that my parents are doing bad job. I appreciate all the efforts they put in into my upbringing today. And I love them for who they are, but when I think in retrospect of the life that I'm leading right now, many of these、uh, so-called genetically uh, uh, effects, genetical effects from my parents, due to the fact that they are just very normal people, that doesn't give me any point of it. You know, for a while I had no goals or anything like that. I just want to be very happy, 
for the way I am. Even though we have our ups and downs as a family, generally I'm, I'm glad that uh, my parents love each other. So I have very loving parents, although we may step on each other's toes uh, more, than, more times than I can remember in my life, of course. Um, I mean, there were, there were kind of a bad blood between my siblings, but uh, I'm all, generally I'm on a neutral side of things and I try to keep a, a positive relationship with my parents and my, my siblings. So uh, what I'm trying to say here to keep the story short is um, I'm brought up in an environment uh, with uh, no huge bearing on being a, a, a family that affects anyone else. We just want to be happy in our own rights through our own methods. So say for example, my big brother, even though they didn't really, my, my parents claimed that they didn't really bring up my brother uh, uh, for most parts of his childhood, it was really taken care by a nanny who has passed on. Uh, so the upbringing of my brother is in a very skewed uh, manner. And my brother, essentially, he became embroidered in uh, uh, the affairs of a triad. So he went to boys' hostel and he, he was committing uh, petty crimes. And even now, even just recently, he has tried to seek my help to, to, to conduct a small petty crime. I considered it a crime, definitely, but he was very opposed to me calling that. I think he knows that it's so wrong, but he still wants to do it because uh, in actual truth, he just wants a shortcut in life. And he's trying to find all kinds of excuses to, de- to demand or bring down uh, or just to press down on me to just, hey, it's... it's Nothing I should be worried about. Not, not that the fact that I'm worried about me being uh, accomplice to his crimes, but it's more on why he had this skewed sense of uh, uh, the worldly affairs and business. So he keeps trying to prove himself that one day if he's successful, he will then educate people. Why is it like that? It doesn't matter. That is the part that I'm very, very intensely uh, fortified about my position. Because even though you're successful, but you're not deriving your success through proper means, it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. Maybe the wrong people will look up to you. But I for sure, even you can be really successful, but you're not doing something well through through better-handed methods, I will not respect you. It doesn't mean that you have money that people will start respecting you. No way. He has this cute sense. And I don't know how to drive this kind of uh, uh, negative thinking out of his brain. He has been really stubborn throughout his own life. But even so, this is trying to dive into a more positive environment and not trying to, you know, do those crimes but these are all still small padding crimes or small little things that is not right in life. Well, then I look upon myself and I conduct my business dealings sometimes through underhanded ways as well. So I can't blame him for thinking 
like that but uh, that sometimes in order to achieve something you have to dabble in the wrong methods uh, but it's the way he put it across that he needs to prove to people for one so to shut people up or make people respect him no that's not the way it's gonna be hopefully he realizes that this whether he becomes successful or not I hope the best for him for sure yeah right I realized that this is actually a running audio journal am I talking a lot about this subject well, uh, I need to give this perspective of nature versus nurture on my own personal well-being so my family like I, like I, I mentioned this is some of this aspect but uh, it, it would dawn on you that such a family will have a kid who is driven for purpose right I mean if everybody is uh, not brought out in a if, if the environment in a family is not so positive in a manner that uh, every kid should look after himself and and be go be have have lofty goals and have big ambitions and drives to to guide their lives this wasn't taught in my family so the way I am today is nurtured by my environment and thankfully uh, kind of studious back then when I was primary school so I was at the top of my classes uh, for a period of time until <laughs> until I played computer games right so despite that I was put into an environment where there are positive relationships that I can build with good people so it was very competitive yes but the fact that uh, you, when you look around you and there are successful people, you realize that it's easy to become one. When I talk about my PSLE scores to people, or rather when I hear about PSLE scores of certain people in their lives, when I talk about their lives and the PSLE scores, and I, I see that they are successful people, but they have very low PSLE scores. What that it says about them? And I thought my PSLE score is very low. Uh, 256 I thought it was low compared to my peers but I realized that many of them has a much lower score and I was probably one of the elites back then but even among my my students my peers I was nowhere near elite you know at one point I was under computer games grab my life uh, suck my energy away but I can't blame it. It's, it's my own decision. I had fun playing computer games, so I don't re really regret it. And anyways, I realized that people having a low score in a PSLE are still kind of successful in their lives. It doesn't bother me that much so as well. So the important thing is you figure out what you want to do with your, with your life. So as per language-wise, I you see... I am. I don't really deem that uh, I am a wordsmith, or I am. Uh, I am also good in languages, but I nurture this language. I nurture myself in the knowledge of uh, 
writing, knowledge of reading and articulation. So essentially, my command of English English is strong compared to my own family members, and uh, it's something that uh, is something that I observe. Not that I'm very proud of it, and it says a lot about something that if you put myself among my family members, you wouldn't realize that we are in the same family. Not that I am undermining my own family, but they have different paths, and they do they, the the way that they conduct themselves are different, and so the perspective that I have, whenever a subject of argument comes up, I find it a chore to explain things to them, and I think they they don't want they also give up explaining things to me, because essentially. I know, in a in a language, I know, in the power of debate, I'm stronger than them, because I have a good command of my language, and I can articulate my thoughts better than them. I'm not saying that I am really good at those things, but in comparison, I am better. So. Thankfully, the environment has nurtured me into the person I am today. But I hope, I wished, uh, I had been nurtured more. I don't want to blame my family background for the way I am right now. That still unsuccessful at the age of thirty-four. I mean, thirty-three. There are things that I could change in my life to become a better person. And not resent the family background that I have. I love my family. I appreciate being put in the good schools by my parents, essentially mixing with the right people. And uh, mostly, that I'm conscious of making a good use of my environment and select the right type of friends around me that I can be. Fairly uh, knowledgeable. I mean, yeah, fairly knowledgeable or fairly uh, inspired to know to 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 be accomplished in a certain manner. There's so much more to learn for myself. At the age of thirty-three, I'm lacking behind my peers in terms of financial power. But do I like the smarts? No, I don't think I have. Or maybe if I do, it's because I have not a lot of experience. So, it's one subject after another. So, we、we'll、talk about nature and nurture now. And、uh, this is going nowhere. My thoughts just keep running astray. And、uh, I just speak whatever my mind tells me to. That's good. At least I am.、Uh, I have very high self-awareness on the kind of things that I'm saying. I wish I could be more organized. Well, it's almost twenty minutes, and I shall end this off as not a running journal.
Let's put it something else. Let's just put it uh, the topic as uh, probably a rant about nature versus nurture. Maybe something like that. Yep. Alright, it's a good morning sun today. <laughs> the run out of words, huh? Right, I'm in a park. I just finished my run. Just beside this couple of uh, uh, bars in a park. And, well, there's decent music. There's a number of crowd in that bar. It's the breakfast place, not a bar. Right, it would be converted to a bar at night anyways. Well, the, the important thing is... Uh, well, welcome to this episode of Blah Blah series, which I blah 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 on anything, everything, and my mind, basically speaking out loud. And I don't have a special topic for today. I'll just uh, rumble on certain things that has been going on in my mind for a while. Alright, as uh, you guys have known, or, well, you guys referring to myself, because I'm the only one probably listening to my own voice, right? Um, I have been quite persistent at trying to make sure that I'm doing good things every day. Good things as in something that I told myself that I will be obligated to finish. See what is going on in my business. Yes, I keep emphasizing the fact that I have businesses, but... Am I doing enough to support in this this business? Right? I'm not so sure. So I have this um, slogan, or not slogan, this paragraph where I have to, you know, speak out loud every morning or if better evening before I go to bed, so that it gets imprinted into my mind and subconsciously I will have this uh, this thing reminding me, you know, that I need to, to persist with my goals. So what is my goal? Well, uh, this paragraph illustrates the fact that I have $50,000 in possession in cash, right? That means I can feel it, I can see it, I can smell it. Basically, I need to have possession of this money. And it has to come in raw cash, right? Why? I, I just want to give myself some meaning in this aspect to see a target can be achieved through this method subconsciously when you push yourself towards this aim towards this target so how good has it been doing so far for me not much because i've i've not been practicing this uh every day sad to say all right yeah anyway this phrase comes up from something of uh from the book, uh, Think Rich. Uh, Think Rich? I can't remember the title exactly, but something around that. So, um, it's a mindset to come up with, to, a mindset to endure. So that uh, whatever actions you take are based on that mindset, and everything's will, everything henceforth will be, will be easily done. You know, because the whole point of doing anything in the first place is having a belief. If you have a belief system, eventually uh, you, you can convince yourself 
and you visualize this certain goal that you're trying to achieve and have already achieved them. So after you visualize, the next step will be naturally trying to take actions towards making it a reality, right? So these are the three phases, I believe. Because you need to have a good belief system, like I said. A good belief system, a good visualization on that target, on that goal, on that ambition then you can execute your actions. So when you develop your belief system, uh, you have to imprint it into your memory, your mind, so that you can, um, in a way, subconsciously execute those uh, actions. It's good to go. What else could be on my mind that I would like to speak about? Nothing much. Anyway, I'm being distracted right now because there's this uh, lady in front of me. She's, she's pretty hot. Maybe I'll go speak to her. <laughs> right. Anyways, I shouldn't be distracted easily, but uh, the fact that I'm in this park where I'm very feeling very energetic and positive right now, that anything that comes into my mind, I think I can do it. I think I can achieve is this illusion of time frame that you have mi- your, your, your mind already set to do certain things in life and you have more motivation to do so. It's, I hope this kind of thing can be running throughout the whole day, that throughout the whole day, but uh, it's not easy. So you get excited in the moment, your serotonin, your adrenaline, uh, you know, I'm just trashing on a few of these uh, science words to make me look smarter. But anyways, you, you get a point. So you, you get a very good mindset and you get into this whole flow of thoughts. And um, you feel powerful that nothing can stop you. Right. So I think in this aspect, I don't know whether I can get this lady is running further and further away from me. I, of course, I can catch up. I'm a good runner. But whether I'm going to connect with her is another thing altogether. Hmm, I feel powerful. I probably will. Should I? Nah, don't second guess yourself. The thing about people is they tend to second guess and they overthink too much. I think this is my major problem. Uh, so I tend to procrastinate until the point that I feel remorseful about not taking those actions. And you know, and there goes through the rough cycle of uh, self-blame, disappointment, and all the negative emotions you have upon yourself. And you tell yourself you can do better next time, right? So I've been in this withdrawal stage every now and then. So I need to cut out this bullshit and get flow and get into the force, the feel of the earth. Right, I think I shall not boo crap too much. That is it. Uh, there will be no title because I'm just running my gibberish content right now. Okay, bye bye. Alright, it's been a while since I do this. Having another topic of my mind to rant about. Alright, I have some afterthoughts after um, 
chatting with a close friend, um, colleague about um, whether my other colleague is doing a good job with his work and whatsoever. So here are my viewpoints on the concept of uh, employment, of employee satisfaction, and how people, other colleagues or other superiors may perceive what you're doing as good work or not. All right. The thing is, my friend talked about uh, my my colleague, my other colleague was in the same team as I am, is not very responsible or is not good enough in what he does. But to be fair, I have seen the results of his work, not to mention the process that he has upon uh, when trying to achieve that work, right? It is not much, to be frank, and me being the same team, I can say it very clearly, it's not much. But the thing is, when he got me into his team, I wasn't doing much either. And so we are able to share the load to be divided among two of us, which essentially, I figured one person can be enough. It's just that he's not willing to take on the full responsibility, not willing to take on the full load until probably he has no no time to breathe. While within while pertaining to that perspective, I'm okay with it. No one should be spending in the office just doing nine hours of work nonstop, right? And even if I am I am doing now, I am devoting a lot of my time, I think almost my full eight hours besides lunch, okay, a full eight hours, as well as some overtime in the work I'm doing right now because this is the peak period for the kind of work that uh, my company is having me doing, is having me to do, right? So I'm spending a lot of time in this and I don't really, as much as I enjoyed it, being busy and all, so I don't have to engage in very mundane kind of conversations with people that I don't really enjoy speaking to, no small talk and all, so I can just focus, 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 and get my job done and get out of the way, get out of everybody's way, and get everybody out of my way as well. So it's good for me, for my kind of personality. But for for people like my colleague who enjoys socializing with people, speaking to people uh, during office hours, taking his own sweet time, enjoying life as it is without working too damn hard. Uh, especially for a company that doesn't value employees' contributions that much. Uh, he is, uh, well, <clears throat> he, he can do what he does for all I care. And I respect that at least end of the day. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't push all his responsibilities to me and have me work like crazy uh, while he take a piece off, you know. So... It's kind of balance his understanding towards my workload, so he tries not to give me additional work. But uh, but when my colleague, my my other colleague, brings out the fact that uh, all employees should understand that this company is an SME, 
not an MNC. The thing is, why does it matter? Because you're still an employee. The nature of the company doesn't matter. It's what kind of work you are engaging in, the time you spend on your work, whether it's actually fruitful to you. So naturally, you think, if, if you have this kind of thought, so you expect people to come into this company expecting a lower pay, fair, because SME generally gives lower pay, the MNC. But it doesn't mean that giving us a low pay will, entail the, will, will, will actually mean that we, are, we have to slog our life away as much as we slog in MNCs. That's not true. Because SME, you're paying a low salary and you expect people to put in the same kind of effort as they do in a, in a bigger company with not more pay, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I don't want to engage in this kind of conversation with my other friend. That, that friend, as much as I, uh, he's a close one, he's also my colleague, uh, he's also in the management. So he, he has this mentality with his management, with the management of co my company, that uh, all good employees should slog for the company. And that's not true. He sets a good example by staying late and all. Does it mean everybody has to follow this example? There's this kind of culture that actually uh, put people off, right? Because everyone has their own perspective on work-life balance. And also, who's, who's to perceive that the eight hours you spend in the office isn't doing good job, isn't doing good enough things? Who perceives that the work you're doing when over time spend 10 hours per day or 15 hours per day at your job and being truly efficient and effective? Who's to say that? Because nobody can really tell what the other person is doing, whether the other person is being efficient or effective. Right? For myself, I can be spending a lot of time on one single subject that could be easily completed by people with better talents, you know, in a much shorter time. I could be spending 10 hours on one thing, on one subject, and some other good, talented people they could spend one hour on it. So who's to say that the amount of effort that I put in justify the kind of pay I'm getting? Right? Because majorly, people shouldn't be give bosses shouldn't be giving salary to people who are just slogging their life away while achieving not as much as those who are using their time more efficiently to hit the same target. You don't give more money to those individuals who spend more time doing one thing that other people spend less. You only and and you can't really judge the kind of time as well. Right? Because everybody have their own different workflows. How people should be paid is according to the results they bring to the company. Right? So, uh, to be fair, my, my friend actually criticized my other colleague about not putting in a good in, enough effort on the kind of things they do and sometimes uh, affecting uh, what the what his department is doing, which is essentially finance, he can't criticize the way my friend, my my other colleague, 
has uh, done his budgeting and his project management uh, so giving them a bit of headache uh, the same can be said about my colleague towards this friend who said who, who, who claims that finance not claims I have seen it well, the finance is giving us problems as well but not hitting the target to pay our vendors right so each of us has different mentality over things while we are clients our vendor facing so we can understand uh, what the vendor's mind is going through when they are not paying when they are not being paid on time for the kind of job they have done right but them being in the middle of things usually with no direct confrontation from clients or vendors they wouldn't necessarily understand the concern these people have and everybody is to each his own everybody will be selfish with their own time as well which is not necessarily wrong which is not wrong in fact everybody should be selfish with their time but they shouldn't affect other people or push the kind of values they have they think is good to other people because everybody will lead to lead their life in their own way right there's a reason why i don't necessarily give out advices or try to uh, engage in debates with people on subjects that i don't that i i am not a professional in right because what i'm going through as my own experience it may not be applied to other people's experiences so the good lessons in this that you learned may not necessarily help other people right i always believe that each person should have their own belief system and should try to have their own experience to learn new things or discover new things about themselves instead of other people drilling this kind of uh, belief system into them of course unless people really ask me but most of the time who the hell would give a damn about what about them right they may give a damn about how you think about them but they not necessarily want your advice so that's the reason i don't give out advices so easily right unless actually people ask and i will have a disclaimer saying that you know this is my perspective and you're free to use your own perspective all right okay i think this subject is uh kind of a sensitive subject to be discussing with uh, a friend another colleague who is who, who are both my friends in his company right they are i mean all three of us are friends as well but uh, let's speak let's speak bad about each other uh, if they can do that would they say the same about me they could be engaging each other, uh, engaging conversations with each other, and talking the same bad things about me, right? Possibly. So, what? What does it matter, right? Because in the end, I don't truly enjoy working here, but I do treasure the time I spend 
with my colleagues or my friends down here whom I, whom I really appreciate. Right, I think that is it about my take on this subject about what justifies as good work. So in summary, I can say that people are, should be paid for their, for the results that they bring, not for the time of for the for the time they spend on achieving the result. Right? Because if you put one and one together, someone who is very experienced and can achieve the same result as some other guy who's less experienced but in a shortened time possible, who will you give a higher pay to? You will give a higher pay to the one who's more experienced because he can use his time most use what uh, efficiently on other things that can help push the results to a greater one so the one with less experience have to suck it up and just learn and learn and learn until he becomes so good at it effortlessly and he can spend more time achieving bigger results they will get better pay right so that is the summary of my my thoughts about things all right i think that is it bye bye all right i think it has been about almost a month uh, since i last did my podcast my audio journal all right don't refer to it as podcast podcast audio journal whatever the point is, uh, it's been a while since I did a journal, and there shouldn't be a good reason for that. It's just that I'm procrastinating, I'm being lazy overall. But uh, I think there's no specific topic that I would like to bring up on this specific audio journal. I just thought talk about any important subject that is on my mind currently at this moment in time right I just finished a run a run it's about 2.4 kilometers uh, getting a good timing out of this about 10 minutes close to 11 uh, the thing is I'm going to go for the fitness test in early February and I just bring my back so like I said I've been procrastinating quite a bit in a lot of matters including um, doing some proper training prior to this fitness test so I've been lazing around doing push-ups and sit-ups push-ups I'm getting there I think it's it's an it's a station that I can well afford to procrastinate until about two weeks before the fitness test because um, it's easy to train this part right I just did a score about 50 push-ups and I'm pretty much there but the fact is I sprained my back and sit-ups going to take a blunder right so I'm not doing too well on sit-ups I probably can do about 36 last time I tried maximum in a single minute and 36 means that I'm about 20 sit-ups away from scoring a good one 
in order to attain my gold standard for fitness test. So I have a bad, very bad feeling that now that I sprained my back, I'm probably not going to get my gold standard. So I'm trying to push my running to be better than my previous timing of about 11 minutes. Try to score under 10.30 at least. I think with 10.30, even if I did badly for sit-up, scoring about 35, 36, and I did decent for my push-up about uh, 55 or so, I think I can get a, still get a good gold standard and get at least $500 for my incentive. The point I'm making here is, I have to make it consistent for every year that I get gold standard, right? Uh, one part is keeping up the fitness level, right? Attaining it. I like to run anyways. So running shouldn't be a problem for me, but I need to push harder at shorter distances. So push-ups, it's going to train my upper body strength and a good uh, V-shape to my torso. So this is the portion I have to be where I sit up this spot, getting off the fats of my uh, adamon, uh, of my stomach muscles. And if uh, ideally get some good six packs, right? So, but the point I'm making here is I need to do very well enough to get up the gold standard. And I'm about two weeks off. I need to catch up. Right. Uh, the good thing is, even if I do it badly, getting silver and get $300, just because I've missed a few points, I get about $200 less than I should be getting, which is damn disappointing. What's going to be damn disappointing. But because my, because effectively I'm doing my fitness test only at the last month of my of my what do you call that of my full year uh, that uh, coming to the next year which is after my birthday then I'll be able to apply for another date for fitness test already because we can only do it once per year so I'll be able to do it be, be able to get two fitness tests line up in two months right consecutively uh, with that being said I'll be able to uh, get I don't have to train so hard in a way because all that I'm training now is going to be applied for two months of fitness test then I'm, I can take a break for a full year before my third one right so and that also means that I get my money uh, for two years faster in a way so hoping that I get at least $300 this month I mean next month and $500 subsequent month which is pretty decent but of course ideally get 500 for both months uh, two weeks I'm gonna make it count firstly I'm gonna let my my sprain my back recuperate then I'm gonna drive harder at my setups and and of course I'm gonna make sure my sitting posture my lying down posture is not gonna hurt my back right because I'm in office job and although I'm in sales I sit for most part of the day 
When I come home, I lie on the sofa. So essentially, if I'm not having a good posture, sitting up or lying down, it's got to put a strain to my back, especially for my age. So that is something I have to be wary of because I noticed that I'm getting more and more back sprains. The last time that, I mean, this current back sprain that I had was because of work. But that, that is one thing because I had a bad posture for lifting heavy things during my work. And there I go sprain my back. But if I had taken care, taken good care of my, my back and my posture in other areas of my life, I probably wouldn't have sprained it so hard. Okay, anyways, uh, I'm done for the day. I think majority of the content down here in this audio journal is about my running and my fitness test, my preparation for fitness test. I think that's good enough content. The whole point of getting back into doing this audio journal is, of course, to, to practice my articulation and my confidence in speaking. Because after all, I'm doing sales, right? And uh, I tend to get a bit um, nervous or having a low level kind of confidence uh, when dealing with customers face to face if my director is around. Usually, when I'm alone, I'll be able to handle things. I think. Okay, I think that I shouldn't digress from this particular audio journal. Even though I said I'm going to talk about anything during this audio journal, but yeah, I've spent quite a bit of time on running. Let's bring my topic about confidence into another audio journal. Right, that's it. Bye bye. Alright, it's been a while, a very long while since my last audio journal. Alright, I figured I need to do some form of uh, audio recording. One is I want to improve my speech, my cohesion, uh, not cohesion, what, do you, what the heck you call that, uh, basically how to speak better, clearer, and in a more interesting way, of course, because I'm doing sales, right? So many a times you need to craft out stories, and you need to craft out believable stories that uh, engages people. To be able to sell that element or to give solutions for that matter because many times like my mentor said the sales the word is pretty overused and um, it has a bad stigma to that word so let's not try to use that word anymore but let's not kid ourselves either because sales is what it is I'm doing sales despite me calling myself an account manager right but there is a different manner of doing sales. Right, uh, the, the, the point of me opening up this audio journal is not to just talk about the sales part of things, right? About my job. I know it's been a while since I last update. What have I done? How, did, how have I improved? I've, uh, about two, three months into the job of a salesperson, technically just one month or two, two months rather, uh, what have I learned? A lot, a lot, a lot. 
a lot of things that uh, I should have known. It just keeps reminding me of this element of displaying myself, my personality, showcasing my worth, um, providing value to people. This is all initially what I wanted to do. I need to make a contribution to this world by providing value to those who need it. So uh, doing what I do right now, I'm providing value in a sense because I'm solving people's problems in the events industry. But uh, I think... uh, it's been a while and it has ha- something something grave has happened the whole world is gripped by this reality that we have an epidemic or rather a pandemic to to go against right what is happening now is about the covid situation and why did i digress Oh, well, I'll come back to that in a second. Come back to my my company and my job scope in a second. But because the whole events industry is affected by this COVID situation, which is essentially a pandemic of a virus called coronavirus, right? Discovered just in the beginning, uh, at the end of 2019. Um, and right now, pe- people all over the world are trying to contain it and in Singapore it is we are by far the the second highest if I'm not wrong in terms of overseas exposure of comp- of confirmed cases of people getting COVID virus uh, who is the first of course is China because it came from there from a region called Hubei Hubei province right Wuhan so it's actually initially called the Wuhan virus and Wuhan Wuhan itself is a town or a city based in Hubei province and it came from there I, I won't go to the origin because I'm not that familiar I, I own well because there are a lot of um, conspiracy theories about where it started right I'll just state a fact that now we are gripped by this pandemic, right? So, what am I trying to say here? This is a very serious case because a lot of people are dying, especially in China, where because of the government hold uh, on the media, not necessarily what is reported is true, right? They claim to be tens of thousands of people who died, but it could be a lot more than that because, well, the pandemic looks worse anywhere else in a sense that it spreads fast. China being China has a few billion people, right? So naturally, with the condensed number of people and during, especially during Chinese New Year, where people visit each other homes, there's high contact and hence high possibility of virus contamination among people. So anyways, uh, the whole world, the whole economy is kind of affected right now. Some Western countries are not that affected as of yet, but they have to do, they have to 
you know, make sure the precautions are in place because uh, once it gets loose, it's hard to contain. It's very hard to contain. But I'm thankful that Singapore being one of the most um, most forward in terms of medical technology, we are able to contain the virus. And uh, the government has worked really hard on this uh, in terms of pro- providing certain uh, incentives, you know, to help the whole Singapore's economy to stay afloat in this crisis, right? So that's a whole background. I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm condensing it a lot already. So regardless, my job right now is very challenging because I'm a sales guy and numbers have to keep rising and numbers have to be hit, targets have to be hit. And and I'm not doing a lot in terms of getting the numbers. I'm getting the numbers in the way that I am still doing a lot of work talking to clients and potentials, but it's not enough to close and hit my target. So this is crazy. The company has uh, kind of tried to work itself out by uh, finding opportunity in this uh, crisis by developing a new app that could help with the COVID situation. Um, but then again, it's a new product and I'm not so sure if I want to dive into selling that wholeheartedly, right? But it is of providing value. If I look at it in a sense, so I might be able to convince myself of doing that. But I just, I just got comfortable with doing, selling our technology products in terms of, for the event space. Uh, but I have to get uncomfortable again. Well, that's life. Um, I guess I'll try my best. The now, the now is I have to go through framing of myself and framing the product and finding a new customer base uh, that could help the company to stay afloat in this crisis, right? Okay, I think I talked pretty much there. Actually, I didn't want to talk about my job or the COVID situation. I wanted to talk about my run today because I ran quite a lot today because of an app that I downloaded and it kind of challenges me. So I want to speak about my afterthoughts, but it's alright, I think uh, now it's about 8 minutes into the audio journal and I think I'm pretty much done, deal. I'll love to share this part next time, maybe I need to explore this app more and more, and, uh, and this app will essentially intrinsically drive me to perform better and better and keeping up with my fitness progressing every single day because there's a challenging element to it it's like playing a computer game all right uh, i think i will not go to too many topics in a single audio journal i'll speak about it again all right that's all bye bye all right it's been ages since the last one i made the last audio journal that I recorded. I think I always start my audio journal with this sentence about me not doing it 
as much as I would like to. Well, the issue now here is I've lost motivation to do a lot of things. In fact, I've been circling down in this, wheeling down in this black hole, trying to figure out what I should do next in this time of crisis. Well, this crisis is not that impactful as of yet, but I can see it coming. The thing that is coming is most likely the financial burdens that I have to carry, right? And what am I talking about this crisis? What kind of crisis I've been going through? Almost a crisis, you may say. Well, the extent of it is um, of the COVID situation right now, which is quite crazy. Um, too many people over the world. In fact, about 16 million US citizens. I, I can't remember the most accurate count, but the last I heard probably a few days ago was like 16 million has filed for unemployment. And those people who filed for unemployment are in the records. How about those who have not unfiled, uh, have not filed yet, or uh, they are on the impending doom of being, you know, retrenched? The numbers are not in yet. This COVID situation is going to last as long as a year, I would say. And even after the whole situation gets. Uh, confined or you know what's kind of regulated or, or kind of controlled controlled is a better word for that well anyways even if it is controlled it's going to take ages quite some time rather for the whole economy to get boosted back to normal again this could take three six months i'm no expert on economics here but I can understand that, you know, companies are not being able to afford uh, to try anything new unless, you know, those companies who have well ready themselves for this kind of situation. Well, this is a black swan event, as many people put it. Black swan event means it comes abrupt and nobody can really can kind of foresee it coming, right? Well, just ignore all the conspiracies, but literally no one would have expected it to be this grand and scale of a crisis as well as the economic uh, impact it could, make, it could make. So it's crazy. So this whole situation doesn't affect me as much as I think. Uh, impact on the whole global scale because I'm just one person in this whole universe, a little dot, insignificant being you may you may say, but but I have my life to live and I have to be living happily, you know I'm always faced with this circumstances where I need to change myself, and how much of a change should I bring to myself? Uh, enough to actually impact or bring more of my fortune or, or, or bring fortune onto myself to earn more money, simply put. How much of a change? And many times it seems that I'm starting from scratch 
again and again as I pivot through life. I'm in my 30s already, so I suppose there is this midlife crisis that people are talking about, uh, you know, brought about uh, multiple folds because of the whole COVID situation. You know, I I want to quit my company. I want to leave this job because I don't think it can bring me the value as much as I would like it to be. Uh, the fact is, I do learn a lot from this company. I could have driven myself hard enough, but I don't feel the motivation. I don't feel the passion. It, it might be an excuse to give myself, you know, because I'm just fucking lazy. I just can get out of this fucking room full of distractions or, you know, stop watching random YouTube videos. But there must be something that that is drawing me forward in, in my outlook on life. I want to be happy through each day I'm living, but I'm living in a lot of stress. I need to pivot, you know. I cannot find excuses long enough for me to carry through my life into my, you know, into the time when I get old and 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 have enough wealth, be it health-wise or financial-wise, I must have these two components at least comfortably in my late years so I don't have to worry so much about that, you know, when I'm old. I, I tell myself that I have a lot of time left every now and then, but the truth is I do not. And every time I pivot, it, it seems that I'm starting from scratch, and I need to, to I need to start with this basic pay, which is pretty low, very low in uh, compared to many standards among my peers. I know I could do better, but I I keep wanting to get to the greener pastures. In in terms of business, um. I'm pressured because I'm not doing things correctly. I'm bending the rules and I, I think I have to suffer the circumstances. I have to suffer the consequences. I'm going all over the place right now, but the point I'm making here is I'm not happy. And I keep thinking of ways to expand myself without being restricted as a being. I want to feel fulfilling. I want to feel fulfillment in my soul, in my mental capabilities, in my physical requirements. I want to feel that I have a place in this world, and I do. I, I'm not going to say that I'm reaching in a to, I'm reaching the state of depress, a depression. I know I can do better than that. Uh, because there are many more out, out there, many more people out there who are living in consequences, uh, unthinkable. They have much more to lose. I have nothing to lose. Yes, because I'm I'm not committed to a relationship. I have my family, so the only problem that resides right now is providing a fair financial support for my parents at the very least 
and I calculated it's not worth a lot, right? To to give them a a, a considerable uh, health uh, a lifestyle, because they they are not those kind of people who wants uh, to live extravagantly, which is great, right? But I need to be responsible for that, and and in in eventuality that they have to pass on. And all those processes that I have to go through, the heartbroken phase, of course, but of the the most practical one of all is the finances that I have to pour out uh, when they pass on, or when they are hospitalized, or they are sick. Um, that's what happens to elderly folks, right? So this is the pressure that is on me. And uh, I keep using this as an excuse to think that maybe I can do much better and faster and earning quick money and all. No, there, there is no quick money. Yes, there is no quick money. So I have to push myself in a certain manner and be patient on the macro. Uh, this is a narrative that I've been telling myself. And, and does it work so far? No, it's not. Because... There are so many things that distract me along the way and I always wonder what's the good out there and I think I could be better. I want my own life. I want to be free. So yesterday I read, a, I, I, there's this saying that I heard from a video, you know, freedom is not about able to do everything. Freedom is about the truth to your being, that you're doing things that you should be doing and you'll be happy doing that because it's a part of you, right? Freedom is being able to express yourself to the highest degree that you can be so truthful and you can fuck what other people say. But the fact is, I don't know what is my highest self. And this is the part I have to ponder so much. This is kind of conscience, the consci consciousness rather, that I have to be aware. Self-awareness, yes, that's always the word. But my only self-awareness right now is the fact that I'm lazy. <laughs> oh God, that's not a good attribute. But could it be that I'm lazy because I haven't found something that excites me? But there are so many things that excites me every now and then, but I don't put it off through. It doesn't last long enough. I keep wanting new things. I keep wanting more at expense of my financial needs. So, where am I hating? I don't know. I, I'm so close to just throwing a letter, a resignation letter, but it doesn't make sense right now because the world is not good in a good state right now with the COVID situation. So, but I I couldn't care. I shouldn't care less if I have found something that I'm passionate in and dive in all the way. The fact is, I haven't found one i i don't know i want to go back to social science social services sector 
I feel like I have inclination to be happy over there. I don't want to be so corporate. I want to really help people and feel some fulfillment. But in terms of money, it's not going to be good because I'm starting from scratch again at the age of 34. I can use my life experiences to push up the salary a bit, I would suppose, but I have to learn again. And what is wrong with learning? There is nothing wrong with learning. I love learning. But uh, how how much would I implement it? It's another issue altogether. That's for a separate session. But the point is, am I really good for the social services side? Am I ready to dive that in? I need to do more research. Yes, I need to. You know, you know. I I volunteer so much. Uh, be previously, at a dog shelter, at old folks, um, doing very mundane stuff but which is very very much important in the community you know these the old folks needs people to talk to they need food to be delivered to their address because you know they are old folks they can't really get out to to the market as often as they could um i feel happy to an extent yes but how much could i make it into a career you can't just deliver food. It's all volunteer service. So that all this mean stuff, it's it's good, but I need the cash uh, to work for my family, and at the same time be able to uh, become fulfilled in my soul and my being, in my mental and my physical aspects. So, well, this is a rant on and on. I'm trying to get my head cleared. Um, there's this book that's right in front of me, The Art of Thinking Clearly. I, I just opened a book on me a few times only after so many years that I bought this. And I can't remember most of the context. Well, I could revise a bit. Um, there's those kind of uh, just-in-case, just-in-time kind of, kind of book. If it's relevant, you apply it. If not, it's go you're going to forget it, right? Uh, I need to figure out things, right? I need to segregate my mind and figure out what's the pros and cons of everything and find a middle ground. But I, I, I'm an adventurous one, you know. Sometimes I don't plan. I will want to go all out and just experience failure and all. So this is the kind of failure that I'm in, in a state yes in a state of failure right now because i'm earning uh half my pay doing things that i do doesn't don't really like but at the same time i know i cannot get anywhere else so soon but then again i shouldn't i i'm i'm an optimistic person i know there are jobs out there but what maybe i just fuck care my brain cells which is killing me because I'm I'm stuck at home, feeling depressed. Um, I need to get out every now and then to run in the sun and all the things I could have done outside. No, no, no. I I stay at home most of the time, anyways. What bullshit am I talking? So the the point is, I think I think as after speaking to myself, to this recorder down here, I might have to really do something right instead of. 
overthinking things. Overthinking. Yeah, all the cons are there already. The con is, I'm not happy. I know I cannot commit 100% of my company. And I'm getting half the pay. For one, I, I could just leave on my emergency funds for a while and figure what out what's next, doing my own entrepreneurship again, uh, or rather continuing my entrepreneurship journey, um, you know, start afresh again, figure out what to do next uh, while sucking dry my emergency fund. Well, I could do that, no worries. Uh, maybe I'll be happier, but... I have a feeling that desperate times I will be molded into a different person. As, as with before, you know, when I was desperate, I would just throw myself to any job like I did when I was in Marina Bay Sands, right? So I'll, I'll run out of money and, and there I go, I commit to a job. And uh, likewise for this uh, event planning business, uh, I was out there trying to strike on my own but I wasn't doing it uh, fast enough so anyways the money doesn't roll in so uh, it just happens that my friend is inviting me uh, it has a vacancy in the company for certain positions and I joined them and, and now I am doing sales for them uh, which I always wanted to try my sales but I'm not so sure whether it fits my personality because I'm struggling I'm struggling well, I'm the person, you know, I'm, I'm on a different subject already. I'm going all over the place, but I need to share this because I'm a person who's, um, who's, who's comfortable with talking to people and try to understand their needs and being a good listener and all. I think these are all valuable assets to a salesperson. But to be able to be strategic, I, I need to learn that part, right? And I'm not as uh, quick-witted to actually give up, uh, I mean, to, to, to come up with anything fast enough on a go. Uh, well, that's the meaning of quit read it. I don't need to explain it. But, uh, but yeah, but the pressure is mostly that I need to deliver my targets. And in many sales jobs, maybe practically all, I've not in, been enough in one to tell, that uh, all this requires some form of a target and if I don't hit my target I will feel utterly useless and depressed and freaking stressed out that you know recently I've lost a lot of hair so I know I know that targets uh, set up by other people will disappoint myself if I don't achieve those targets but it, it's, it's more like hey I'm not doing enough I'm I'm a failure I suck at this, but uh, it, it in this in that scenario, the best the best move is actually just, of course, just cast that emotions aside and work your brains and your body to really find that alternative, right? To find a way that you can survive in the company. I'm not worried about this company kicking me i'm more worried about myself not hitting the targets because i am a fucking lazy bore so is sales the right one for me well, i don't think so in fact i don't know what kind of job i'll be best in 
I don't have a lot of talents. I am a, you know, jack of all trades, which isn't a bad thing. That means I'm versatile. But how could I use this advantage and strike out in this world and be happy? That's the thing. So many things to ponder about. And I shouldn't be just pondering on those things. I should be working things out. I sh- there should be some actionable steps, right? What is someone like me? How do I get out to the world? You know, by being structured. It helps for a while. If it helps, why am I not using it? I just have to trick my brain into thinking that it's right and it is good for me in the short term as well. I must find a dopamine. You know, if I'm someone who is not able to wait long enough for the, for the good things to come, maybe I should just think of a strategy where I can actually get excited in the short term over little things that I'm doing right now that I probably hate, but I must do it because there is something that I can get out of it fast. I must train my brain to be tricked in a manner because honestly, not a lot of things, uh, you know, interest me. The mundane stuff to actually get a business started and going there are many things I could name right now, but uh, not all on this recording. I'm hitting two twenty-two minutes right now. So, what am I getting at? This is all the rants that I have, right? So, uh, to summarize, yes, yes. I think I have to summarize my thinking. Does this recording is going to help me? Because it's put, it, it will put my thoughts into perspective that I'm, I'm speaking out loud. My thoughts in... Uh, I'm going to make a commitment to something, right? Uh, so, I'm going to make a commitment out of this. At the end of this uh, recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I fear. No, there's nothing to fear. God damn it. So, should I just throw the ladder? Or I should need more time to think about this? I feel guilty for not putting in 100%. I don't want to trouble anyone. <laughs> Much less this is uh, there's a friend in this company. Right? Yeah, I should contemplate really hard when giving up on this side of things. Then I will dive into something new, something different. And if I need money, I just have to do some grab food, you know. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. Let's do that for now. So I'll tender my vaccination, uh, ideally within this week. Then I can apply as a self-employed some relief scheme. Um, then I will, I would find a domain that I think I'm interested in and dive into that while still continuing my statue in company of course if my 
my partner is still uh, is still in the business, which is not responding to me. So uh, yeah, I think that will do for now. Maybe at the same time, I I do have to send out some resumes. Maybe insurance. I've been thinking about it. Uh, yeah, let's see where the where this leads me for now. I do have some money to actually spend on a uh, a little bit of business, and we'll see how it turns out. Right, you never try, you never know. So maybe that part I need to figure out. So the other parts, uh, it's pretty straightforward. Yes, apply for a self employed employed employment scheme. And quit my job. Sometimes you have to yolo. You know, don't put yourself in an unhappy circumstance and all. You gotta compare the unhappiness that you have after you quit the job, and and during the job itself. Right. Let's get on with it. Right. That's it. Bye. Alright, this podcast or audio journal will be about this moment here. In about 20 minutes here, I'll be speaking to my CEO and I'll be telling him that I'm tendering my resignation. Right, it's not easy uh, during this time. Uh, it sets me thinking quite a bit. <laughs> Because I'm currently quite overwhelmed, and I I think I need quite a bit of headspace and time to actually process where am I going forward. So the thing round is, it doesn't make sense for me to stay here in this company if I cannot commit a hundred percent. It's not fair to the company. That's one because in these circumstances now. The company need resources, and need uh, people to actually who are performing or who can really invest quite a bit of time to actually push everything forward. So with that being said, um, I don't think I can uh, achieve the expectations of the company. So it's it pains me. Because I do enjoy this company, I like this place. Uh, the people are really nice, and I I liked how uh, everybody is kind of energetic at how we can push this forward, right? So yeah, um, not easy. Uh, what else can I say? Uh, my plans right now would be since at least my father is out of quarantine order, so that's one burden off. I I need to set my path correct, you know, thinking what I should do next. Uh, majorly, my plan revolves around going going to the social service sector. Um, the second option is hospitality. Of course, meanwhile, um, I'm doing my side hustles and I'm still contemplating whether I should just dive into this side hustle full on if I have, uh, if I have enough resources. So that's one thing uh, that I'm processing right now. And um, 
to help this company, uh, I think I, I, I shouldn't claim any leave at all, right? Because I have a full outstanding 14 days of leave or more. Um, anyways, everybody's working from home. Uh, to me, this doesn't make sense having any leave. So my effective date of my effective last stage are planning on a on a Monday. Today is a Friday, right? So I have to do what I should. Um, trying to figure out uh all all the current pending deals that I have. I have to to uh assign them to. Uh, specific account managers that I think had some form of relationship with the point of contact. Uh, that is one, right? So what happens if I think the CEO won't try to stop me here because, um, you know, they are low on resources and they need somebody who's more experienced to actually handle the sales aspect, right? Uh, for people like me, I'm just kind of eating the resources, so it's a bit pointless. Uh, will I be doing sales in the future? It's hard to say. Uh, we are all doing some form of sales every day, right? And even in my side hustle, I have to do some form of selling. Uh, even though it's online, it's mostly marketing. Uh, but uh, that is one component. To do a face-to-face -face is uh, what I enjoy most. But doing outbound is, you know, reaching people who are not really that interested uh, to have a conversation is another. So, uh, it, it depends. It's very much dependent on my personality, I feel. Of course, I thought I could enjoy this, this, this thrill of trying to close deals uh, from outbounds. But I, I think uh, it's a bit not me. So I have to find uh, the truth, right? And I think the truth for me is uh, helping people, right? Helping people on the basis of not selling anything, but just helping them, right? Even though, you know, you technically can put it that we are not selling, we are just helping people, but uh, this is on a B2B aspect, right? So money changes are involved. So uh, I like to do something more, contributing to the society in that extent, right? So this is uh, a part of a value that I have. I don't think my CEO will stop me from pursuing what I want and after all I'm new to this and I'm not really contributing anything significant as of now. So it may not be the wisest decision, yes, because in this time of crisis nobody's employing. Well, there are people who are employing, definitely, but it's not easy to get on the job. So uh, I may be going back to studies, right, to upgrade myself in this point of time and try to look for opportunities in the service sector, in the hospitality or social service sector. I think this is where my route is, right?
uh, I think that's it that's all I have to say so hopefully everything works well for the company of course I appreciate all the effort uh, they have done to guide me along give me ample opportunities uh, you know for me to perform very thankful I'll miss the people here for sure uh, some of the specific uh, friends that I can cover up of this uh, whole career uh, relationship with the company, right? I think there's nothing else that I can talk about. <sighs> 15 minutes time will be the pivoting point in my life. As I dropped one of the important uh, main things that I'm consumed about in my life, dropped it to find another point, another, another turning point. I wish myself all the best. And I, I hope, I think I have the fortitude to push this forward. Uh, let's try to see how things can go, right? One step at a time. One step at a time. Good. That's all. Bye-bye.